Thought Bubble Audio. Podcast following the adventures of Ryan Wilder and the hit CW show Batman. I am Palmer, and with me, as always, is Tony. Hello, how are you? Uh, I am good. How about you? Pretty good. Uh, it was kind of a bizarro weekend, but I'm really start. Yeah, it was this whole entire weekend. I felt like I woke up in bizarro world, and nobody told me. Hmm. Everything that could go wrong this weekend absolutely did. Had my best friend's birthday party. Okay. Go, go out to the car to go to the party and flat tire. Oh, okay. So then we try to get an Uber. Can't get an Uber for an hour. Takes us an hour to find an Uber. So I end up being three hours late to the party. Get there, have a great time, get home, and then I come home, and my power wheelchair breaks down. So then I have to spend the next couple days fixing it, which I think we finally did, but it's just everything that could go wrong this weekend absolutely did. But I'm happy to say that things are starting to turn around and look normal again, thank God. Well, that's good. That is, uh... That is... That is a lot. Yeah, it was just nah. I I was I don't know if you saw my Twitter on Saturday, but I was basically bitching at the universe. <laughs> uh, I did not. What was I doing Saturday? That wasn't online. I went to work. I got home. Uh, I was watching the Bruins playoff game. And then I think I was also trying to watch a movie for Academy Rewind, which all of the all of the movies that we had to watch for the episode were like twenty hours long. So, yikes! Yeah, it's it's been a week, is what it's been. Um, but so I just remembered that we're recording; otherwise, I would have gotten into that longer. But um, we are here to talk about Batwoman this week. Um, so to recap. Uh, uh, scenes from the last episode where Luke got shot. I hate that they and now you're, that. Now you're caught up. <laughs> I mean, of course they were going to reach. Like, it was the only thing that happened last episode. Like, again, I know. I just, I hated seeing it the first time it happened. I hated seeing it again. And then you got like, to see it one more time, at least. So, you know. Yeah, that's true, because you did ask me to watch the episode a second time, which I did. Well, I meant, I like, was... I meant, like, they showed, like, when they released the body cam footage. I didn't even mean, like, rewatching it. <laughs> oh, you know what? Because I didn't even, because, like, when they when they showed the body cam footage, like, I looked away at the, at the part <laughs> where it, so I only, I didn't even realize that they had photoshopped the body cam footage when I first watched the episode. Like, okay. I realized it when they mentioned it. But right. when I first saw the footage, I was like, why are they so pissed? <laughs> I mean, you know, besides <laughs> the fact that they shot Luke. <laughs> no, I know. But it was like, then the, the, the they were talking about, like, they're going to charge him and gun. I'm like, wait, what happened? And then I had to rewind. I was like, oh, oh there's a didn't. photoshopped gun there. I was like, well, shit. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, uh, episode season two, episode fifteen, Armed and Dangerous, starts off um, with the with the scene again, although a different, um, a little bit of a different visual um, perspective originally at the start of the scene. Like it's more off to the side of Luke, um, and then we see him getting shot again. It goes it goes to black and then opens up with Luke on a stretcher being wheeled into the hospital while uh what question yes when he when he was shot and it was the cliffhanger two weeks ago where did you think he was shot in gotham no i mean which part of the body i would assume the chest I thought the same thing, and then they said abdomen, and I'm like, wait, no, that is not what that looked like. Maybe, maybe he's taller. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. It, the the bullet wounds are a little bit are a little bit lower than I would have thought, but especially with the way like literally he, like he it, he moves like he was shot in like the upper torso, like yeah. around say the shoulders. That's like that's how he kind of moved. It literally looked like he was shot point-blank range in the chest. I mean, it was obviously, had that been the case, he would not have survived. Well, he wasn't to either. When when they said abdomen, I was like, I don't think so, but okay, I'll go with it. (laughs) (laughs) We also have uh, Tavaroft in front of an inquiry of... Uh, Jacob Kane and random white person one and two. Uh, the uh, internal affairs agents, according to the credits. Yes, yes. Good old, good old internal affairs investigation people. Um, basically, Jacob wants to know what what happened. He said he pulled up to um, a carjacking, and the guy pulled out a gun, and so he shot him. And Jacob Kane's like. Um, really, Luke Fox pulled out a gun, and he's like, you heard me. He's like, he, he doesn't even sound like he pull out, like, a park, like, he's like a parking ticket, let alone a gun. He says, uh, he seems like the person who would wield a keyboard, uh, you know, wield a keyboard, not a gun. And he's like, oh, I'm telling you what happened. And uh, random white guy won. It's like, you know what? You deserve all the medals, Tavaroft. Good job. And, that, and at that moment, I was like, and you deserve all the punches to the yep. face. Case closed. Great internal investigation work, guys. Yeah, I was like, and I want to punch you in the face yeah. repeatedly. Yeah. Um, like every other, every other movie, every other cop show, every other cop movie, like anytime internal affairs shows up, they're always like the most. Oh, they're hated, always they're they're the most hated person in the department because they narc on police. And here they're like, "Good job, obviously lying police guy," which makes it even worse. Like yeah. I just, ugh, it was just so bad. Um. So Jacob, uh, before dismissing Tabarov, says we're gonna need to review the body cam footage. And he's like, all right, sure, just uh, give me some time to uh, come up with it. Well, no, didn't he say send in Willis or something like that? So I assumed that that guy had the body cam footage. No, that was the other guy in the car. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was his partner. 
to see, gotcha. you know, you interview them separately to see if their stories line up. Right. For some reason, I, I, I for some reason, I thought he was alone. I didn't realize he, because I thought this was an off-duty thing. So I didn't realize he had a partner at that point. Yep. So oh, I yeah, just assumed yeah. that that was the guy who had the body cam footage. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's his partner. But basically he's saying, hey, don't don't count your chickens before they're hatched. I'm going to watch the body cam footage and we'll find out what's going on. Although we we probably won't. <laughs> then we go to a, another scene of Luke being wheeled into OR. He's in OR and they're kind of wheeling him into surgery, saying he's flatlining. And we see a scene of Luke walking into a darkened... Um, uh, office Wayne at Tower. Wayne Towers. Yeah, the the office at Wayne Tower, and there's a bright light coming through the picture window, and on the on the ledge or veranda outside of the window is a man staring out into the city, and Luke um, instantly recognizes him as Dad. Then we get the Batwoman intro, and then coming off an elevator at Wayne Tower, we have Ryan and Mary talking about what is going on. Mary's kind of updating Ryan, saying, you know, we're not sure he's going to make it. He lost a lot of blood. Yeah, there was, like, liver injuries, and then one of the bullets lacerated an artery, so there was major blood loss, and he's in a coma, and he's already flatlined twice. And Ryan's like, well, do you know what, ha- you know, do you know what was going on? What happened? And she said that he was on the phone. She was on the phone with him. Mary said she was on the phone with him and he saw a guy stealing a car that he recognized from when you guys were in prison. And she, you know, so she's like, he went over to stop this. And so Ryan's like, do you think it was him? She's like, I have no idea. Like he got off the phone with me and she was like, well, I hope not. For his sake, I hope not. Yeah. And Mary said she has nominated herself to save Luke's life because she's going to use the Desert Rose. Which didn't we call that last <laughs> week? This was like we the did. first. This was the first of many things that we have discussed on various episodes of this podcast that got addressed this week. Yeah, we we definitely mentioned it. Um, and we were right. They're going to use the Desert Rose to cure him. And I'm going to get this out of the way now. I tweeted it out. Um, this needs to be the last time they use it. Also, this should also be what turns him into, since, uh, spoiler alert for anybody who has not seen the news, um, he's going to be suiting up as, was it Batwing? Is that the correct term? Yep. Uh, for the season finale, I'm assuming the Desert Rose is going to be what causes that? Some kind uh, of a weird side effect? Uh, I don't think so, because yeah. Batwing, Batwing has more of, like, armor. Like, if you notice his outfit over, say, um, Batwoman's or even Batman's, it's like a, it's a little bit more armor, especially, like, his helmet. Like, he has a full helmet. So, kind of, like... Guardian so, on Supergirl? Kind of. So I don't know too much about Batwing. I haven't, like, I've seen, I've read a little bit of him in the comics. And originally it wasn't Luke Fox. It was somebody else and then it became Luke Fox. Um, to my knowledge, or at least what I can, what I am aware of, I think it's going to be a little bit more like tech oriented, tech helped 
so I don't think it'll necessarily be like Desert Rose side effect as much as like the tech will help him with like strength or conditioning or whatever. Okay. Um. So. So they yeah this needs to be like this is the third or fourth time I think it's the third time that they've used Desert Rose this season and it's the first season that it's well, been well Ryan Ocean Luke. So what would be the other oh, time? Was there any other t- the, yeah, the the time that we, the when we first find out about it, when Alice releases the the bats on Gotham and then gives oh Mary, right okay so four and then gives Mary the Desert Rose. You're right, so it is four because I had actually I had forgotten about the I had forgotten about he who must not be named. Of course you did. Yeah. Um. So this is the fourth time in fifteen episodes that they've used this. And I like I I liked the concept initially, and I do like the concept. But the problem is, it's becoming a crutch that no matter what you do as a writer, you can always back out saying, "Well, we got the desert rose." Like hack off a limb, give him a desert rose. He'll regrow that limb. You know, it, not to that extent, but obviously. Right. But you you, know, you don't want it to be. Basically, like on Vampire Diaries, like Vampire Blood became the cure-all. Right. Yeah, like I want, I want stuff to have actual consequences. I'm not saying I wanted Luke to die, but if you're gonna shoot him like that, I want there to be some sort of fallout to that happening. Like, something should change about the character. Like, does he become Oracle? I think it will, because I think that's probably what, if it's not a Desert Road side effect, like I said five seconds ago, I'm assuming that the fact that he got shot and almost died because he was trying to help somebody, mm-hmm. he's he's going to want to go into a mode where, like, that's never going to happen to me again. And I think suiting up is going to help him do that. Uh, yeah, probably, and it would make him bulletproof. So, there, so, so there is you that. Know, I think, I think it is going to have consequences, but it's also not necessarily a good look if we're just going to go there. Um, if you're trying to emulate a real world issue to then solve it, yeah. Yeah, I didn't actually I didn't actually think of that, but you are right. You you are tackling this issue and then you're just like, ha, it, nothing actually happened because we have the desert rose. So, yeah. Yeah, I didn't actually think about that. That's a that's a bad look. I yeah, agree. that's That's kind of, I, I didn't really think about it either until just now as I was saying it, but yeah, that's kind of majorly cringe and i am so happy that luke lives because i was going to be pissed as hell if they killed him and this was how they chose to kill him but like this should not have been the out that they took yeah if they were going to go down this road so from there we go to uh nigma's office where nobody ever cleans up dead bodies because Hmm. she's still lying on the floor after three okay. weeks. Before we um, can talk about the actual details of this and 
everything else that comes after it. I do want to ask, do you think this particular thread of the episode was necessary? Because as much as I enjoyed it, I kind of wish the episode had solely focused on Luke. Um, was it necessary? No. Are they running out of are are they running out of episodes to tie up this storyline? Yes, we only have after this three more episodes, so it was kind of necessary on that point. Yeah. Um, especially because um, next week it looks like we're gonna get. Uh, well, I'll tell you about that when we get there because I know you don't. Yeah, no, no, the, I, 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 the, the I trailer. saw the preview Sunday. Oh, you I did saw the preview, preview yeah. Sunday. So, night, I was so we know the next we know the next week we're gonna get like a full on like Wallace Day as Kate slash Cersei episode in which she's already like like either she's told she's Kate or she's already or starting she's to question whether to, or not she's yeah. Kate. So like that kicks in next episode, so you kind of needed you kind of needed to at least advance what whatever the plot line is gonna be with this with the little bit that you had and to be to be fair it wasn't a lot like they didn't have a lot of scenes no they didn't and i didn't i didn't dislike anything that i saw but i every time we went over to alice i was like okay can we get back to the luke stuff like does that make sense i mean to be fair i would have been fine if this entire episode was luke in luke in the office talking with bruce like i absolutely loved those scenes yeah, there were a and, lot of different directions they could have yeah. taken this episode. I almost wish it had happened earlier in the season so mm-hmm. that we could actually have more time to explore that. Yeah. So we're in Nygma's office. Nygma still lying dead on the floor. Um, Alice, looking through her stuff, comes across her her like case file, sees a case file on there for Jacob, and sees a case file for Kate, which actually had Ruby's picture in it. And I think this is the first time this season that they've actually used her face. Oh, wow. Like, like every other, that. yeah, like every other time they've kind of like any flashbacks, they've not used her face. Um, so we have, so, and then she comes across a file labeled research for Roman and it's Mary Hamilton inside the file. That seemed strange to me. That does. Um, so uh, Alice is still trying to figure out, like, she's trying to find any way of maybe getting the, the password that she needs to unlock uh, Kate's memories from Cersei. And then, uh, and then Ocean comes in to help start disposing of the body. And Alice is like, look what I found. Like, this is weird. And Ocean's like, shut up. I don't care. Basically, yeah. Yeah. So she's like, well, I guess I'm on my own. So to hell with you. Let's never see each other again. Question. Did they confirm she was Rid- that Enigma was Riddler's daughter in this scene? Nope. Why would you think that? Because was this the scene where she handed where she handed him the cane and said, "Look at who she is," and he she and he said, "Riddle me this." 
she goes to hand him a... Her, her thing, the thing that she uses to... Tip, and that Enigma uses to hypnotize people, and she saw something on it. And then she said, riddle me this, so I immediately thought of the Riddler. I mean, that's good that you picked that up. I did not. Um, I remember, like, she does pick up the cane and starts looking... So I think it might have been, I think it might have been an Easter egg. I don't know if. Because then, she, then she's going to hand it to, to Ocean. And I think Ocean's going to say, riddle me this. So she, she looks at the cane to see if there's anything, to see if there's anything on it. And she hands it to she hands it to Ocean. He's like she's like you might want to ditch this too. So I I thought I thought that they had confirmed that she was the Riddler's daughter. I guess maybe we'll see if any of our listeners might have picked up on that. I mean, I like again, like I think it's an Easter egg. I don't know if it's confirmation that she's Riddler's daughter, but. I think it might, it, at the very least, it's a nod to who she actually is in the comics. You know, maybe not necessarily in the show until we get some some more solid information. But so she asked Ocean why why Black Mask is um, obsessed with pretty much the entire Kane family, and he's like, "I don't care. Like, remember, I killed her, so we wouldn't get your sister back." And she's like, "Yeah, you suck. I'm out of here." And I, I have thoughts on 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 this, but on I think I'll not be named. On yeah, on his, but I think I'll save it for when we get to the um, train scene. Okay. Uh, then we go to Batwoman driving the Batmobile, uh, <laughs> looking for the looking for the car thief as she's following a. A black SUV-ish looking thing. She grapple hooks it to a stop. She jumps out. Yells at the kid. Who uh, prefers the term borrowing. She's <laughs> like, I, did, I didn't do anything. You're, you're driving a stolen car, idiot. And then she asks about the guy that was with him earlier when he was borrowing another car. If that's why she shot him, and he's like, "I didn't shoot him." The crows rolled up and said, "And shot him. He shot at both of us." He said, "But only Luke got hit." So, and he's like, "And I may have told them that he was the one who stole the car." And he's trying she's to like, steal the car, yeah. And she's like, "And you did think that would get him shot?" And he says, "Well, he's the idiot that reached into his pocket to pull out a phone." Then I, the next thing I know, someone yells gun, and then I heard shots, and then I ran, and they didn't follow me. So she asks, like, you know, do you, you know, who were the crows? Badge, ID, you know, ID numbers, plates, and the guy says, I heard one of the guys call, say, Tabaroft. They even said they let him take the car, which was uh, the worst part. Yeah. So they were like, yeah, they were fine with me taking the car at that point. So she, um, so he was like, you know, the guy didn't need to make me his problem. And she's like, 
the crows didn't need to shoot him. He's like, well, you which know. actually makes sense because if they had kept the guy there, then that would put it, that would put their entire narrative of events into question. Right, like that's why they that's why they let him go, and he's like, well, it sounds like it beefs with the crows, and then she knocks him out. We yeah. come back. Brian was not, or Batwoman was not in. Uh, she was like. She was not taking any prisoners tonight. I kind of loved it. Yeah. We come back from commercial and Bruce is there in the in the room with Luke. And lets Luke know that he's been shot and that Luke brought him here to make a choice. Back over in the real world, we have the reporter standing outside what is easily the worst protest I've ever seen. Ah, remember COVID restrictions, so, you know, they can't have I mean, that I, many people. I mean, I understand. It's just a bad, like, like, if they would have started the scene with the protesters in the background of her being shot on camera, it would have been fine. But when you do, like, the sweeping overview of the city onto a protest of like 10 people in the city of Gotham. Like yeah. you're trying like you're trying to make it look like the protest of of George Floyd and others and it just like it falls far short and you're right because of covid restrictions and also probably because of budgetary reasons. You know, cuz you could have you could have like CGI'd a bunch of people. True. Um I just think it was a I think it was a bad look to be like, and we're down here at this protest of 10 people in the city who are upset that, um, you know, obviously they're upset that there was a, that was a person shot by the crows. We see, we see them looking on in the bat cave of Ryan and Mary. Ryan tells Mary what she got off of the car thief and Mary is in the process of is in the process of uh, making the antidote or or um, synthesizing the it. desert rose. Yep, synthesizing the the liquid from the desert rose to be able to give to Luke. And Ryan's like, "All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go talk to Tavaroft and see how he deals with someone who's really bulletproof." She leaves, and as Mary's working, Alice comes we into the building. Yeah, before we get there, uh, there's one thing I want to say, like, when when the, um, Ryan was on the computer and she was looking and they were trying to figure, like, trying to look up which crow, like, look up Tavaroft and, like, get his history and stuff. Yep. When Ryan was like, how do you get internet on this thing? I was <laughs> I started hysterically laughing. Mary just kind of rolled her eyes and walked over and hit, like, one button, too. And it, it brought so, up a search function, which brought them... Yeah, so as Mary's trying to synthesize the antidote, um, Alice comes walking into Wayne Tower and just casually walks into the office and, like, uses two fingers to turn over, like, a chair, tripping the alarm, and Mary is not having it. She's like, really? <laughs> Must we do this today? I also like as she's as she's seeing the thing come up on the back computer, like Alice is just there waving at the camera. She's like, Hi 
my favorite thing about it is Mary grabs a taser. <laughs> yep. So Mary shows up out of the elevator with a taser in hand. And Alice is like, well, I assume Batwoman's not here or she wouldn't have you showing me away with a big box store brand taser. And Mary just drops the taser at that point. She's like, well, damn, okay. I also like Mary's like, how are you here? Didn't false face thugs like kill you already? Yeah, I kind of love their dynamic because like Mary, Mary can't stand Alice and Alice isn't that fond of Mary. So like the way they snipe at each other always makes me happy. Yeah. So Alice is like, you know, I want to know if you had a run in with with uh, Black Mask or any of the false face goons or their or their new woman goes by the name of Cersei used to run around in a wooden hockey mask now looks like a supermodel esque assassin. <laughs> uh, so She's like, Mary's no. like, um, no. No, why, why would I? Would I? Yeah. What is she's, happening? She's like, well, all right, I'm out of here. Peace out. But just so you know, looks like Black Mask is the only person who hates the Kane family more than I do. So watch your back, Steppy. <laughs> which, which, <laughs> and, and then, yeah. then my, my favorite line of the episode, Mary's like, wait, did you really come all this way to warn me out of the goodness of your empty chest, Kevin? <laughs> Uh, that was great yeah and so she's like alright toodles and Mary's like so I heard you were in love you know and as much as I hate you everyone deserves love like really like it I don't think so that was I was like I, I wasn't expecting her to say that yeah like, I was just expecting her to leave. Yeah, like she should have. <laughs> Go over to Tavaroff coming out of his apartment or somebody's apartment or a CD place in town. Uh, looking over his shoulder every time he hears something. And he turns around one time and Batwoman's there. They have a quick struggle. He fires a lot of bullets. <laughs> She's like, ha, doesn't work on me. They fight a little bit more, and a car comes over and rams Batwoman, and Tavaroft makes off. In the car. In the car. Have you ever watched something, and you look, and it just, it looks like that's mighty painful? Like, like the minute that car hit her and she rolled, I was like, ow! Yeah, they, like, the cut on it is is pretty well that obviously I believe, you know, they didn't like run over somebody full force, but they definitely like, they definitely filmed the, the impact and then sped it up. So you're right. It like, it looks, it looks very painful. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's, and that just made me hate him even more. Well, he wasn't the one driving. No, but he did it on his orders, I'm sure. Yeah. We come back and we're at the train. Alice is there. He who must not be named is there. Ocean. He's packing. Yep, he's packing up 
to leave, thank God. And he was hoping that Alice would go with him. Now, this is where I want to discuss my thoughts from earlier. I really did enjoy this scene until the end of the scene. But, like, I love the fact that Alice was like, I want everything. For the first time, I am not in a cage. I have the freedom to make a choice. And my choice is everything. I want you. I want my sister. I want it all. And if you truly, honestly love me, you would support me in that. Yeah, because she's Faruka Assault from uh, from Willy Wonka. And I agree with her. Like, even... Even if he doesn't agree with her wanting to, I said this on Twitter when I was watching earlier, even if he doesn't agree and he has reservations about her finding Kate and allowing Kate back into her life, he should love her enough to support her in that decision, even if he has reservations, because that is what you do for someone you love. And this does, this from his perspective isn't coming off like he loves her. It's mm-hmm. coming off now like he's obsessed with her and only wants her focused on him. And that is not right. healthy and that is not okay. Right. So that is why when the end of the scene then pivoted them into having sex, I was like, yeah, no, this is toxic and I'm not or here for he it. Or he tried to. We don't know if they actually well, had sex. I'm assuming since they cut away that they... I'm assuming if she was going to stop it... we she would have stopped it and that would have been the end of the scene the fact that it continued I'm just going to assume that they went all the way Um, but that was the moment where I was like okay no I was on this ship at one point but it's too toxic for me now because he is only concerned about what he wants he doesn't actually care about what she wants well it's taken you a long time, but welcome to welcome to the anti ocean party. <laughs> we have we're we're great. We have fun. We have dances, and we have cake. It's it's <laughs> great. It'll be a fun old time. <laughs> we go over to the Bat Cave, and Ryan is looking at the computer, and Sophie is coming in, and Sophie uh, talks about how she is surprised Ryan actually called her. And she's like, well, I don't know many crows. So Ryan's like... And then she's like, former crows. And (laughs) Ryan's like, them either. Yep. So she's like, look, I need your help. I need you to tell me everything about Tavaroff and all of his friends. Because we need to take him down. We go over to the hospital. And Mary is with the antidote is walking to Luke's room and it's guarded by two crow officers and Mary's like um let me in and the crow officers are saying not uh, not by the hair of your chinny chin chin and she even tries using Jacob's name and they're like well they're, he's the one who told us to stand here so uh try again yep yeah she's like well I talked to the doctor and I'm Mary Hamilton you know like Jacob's daughter, and they're like, "Well, your father's the one who told us to stand here." Oh, well, we go back to the Batcave, and Sophie and Ryan are watching the news reporter talking about how they just released the body cam footage from the incident, and we see Luke reaching into his pocket and pulling out a gun, 
we also find out that the gun in the video that Luke is clearly holding uh, was a gun used in a robbery uh, a week or two ago. Which means when Luke wakes up, they're going to charge him with armed robbery. Right. So Ryan is aghast that they photoshopped a photoshopped a gun into Luke's hand, and that is when uh, Sophie's like, um, "That's not the worst part. It's the gun used in a robbery, so they're gonna get him for assault and and armed robbery." And then she she gets a text from Mary saying, "What's gonna you know saying that she's not allowed in," and she's like, "And now Mary can't get in to administer the." The desert rose, so Luke's gonna die um, because there are two crows outside of outside of his room. And she's like, "Well, how did how were they able to fake the body cam footage? Because I doubt Tabarov has a degree in Alpha Bro and digital arts." That was so okay. That that was another one of my favorite lines. But this this whole scene right here was probably my favorite Ryan Sophie scene of the season. Hmm. Um, so Sophie, you know, Sophie says, you know, uh, Sophie, remember, you know, asked what time it is. It's one forty-five in the morning. And she's like, all of the body cam footage is uploaded onto an air gap server and the metadata is erased at 3 a.m. But if we can get the, if we can get the body cam footage off of the server It'll, it should be unaltered, and we can compare the two and find out what's going on. And Ryan is upset that that Sophie knew about the body cam footage, like yeah, being on an air gap server. But like, she's of assuming. She would know. <laughs> well, yeah, but she's assuming that because she knew that it, it gets deleted at three three a.m that she might have possibly been privy to somebody else. Yeah. And, you know, to doing which, this before. Yeah, to which um, Sophie says, you know, she's never known about this sort of thing before. And Ryan... Well, she never knew her. it was this bad. Like, and then the minute she did, she quit. Right. Um, and... And Ryan brings up the fact, like, you know, you gave me the badges of the people that ran over Wolf Spider and said you could change it, you know, but you couldn't. And and I started rolling my eyes during the scene because it just sounded like typical, like, like inconsistent Ryan yelling at but Sophie then it again. Pivots. And then Sophie's like, you know, I'm not the one who shot, you know, it's not my fault. And Ryan... We get Ryan saying that it's her fault. Ryan blames herself for what we had said, like her, you know, her. What you had said. Let's yeah. let's give you let's give you the proper credit here. Because um, when for for calling Luke a bystander and privileged, that that's why Luke went to do something and put himself in this situation. Yeah. And you had said in our last episode that that was what you wanted, because if that didn't happen, then you were going to be that you were going to be unhappy because otherwise it made that particular scene from the last episode. You didn't really like it. So I love the fact that that actually got addressed and Javicia absolutely killed that scene. Like I, like 
I loved it. And it was one of my favorite, like I said, Ryan Sophie scenes of the season. Yeah. When we come back from commercial, we're back in Wayne Tower with Luke and Bruce and the back of Luke's father. And Luke's like, well, what are we doing here? And Bruce is like, where do you think we are? And he's like, in your office? And he's like, "Mm, aren't we, though? You might want to try again. And Luke's like, we're in my subconscious. And he's like, bingo. He's like, right now you're in a ER being kept alive by machines. The doctors don't know if you're going to live or die. Um, but you have a choice to make. Uh, so Bruce is telling Luke that, you know, he he essentially has a choice. He can he can go back to the land of the living or he can go talk to his father. But if he chooses to go talk to his father, then he dies. Like that's then that's it. His choice is done, and he he doesn't get a do over. Right. Um. So basically, this this side story is all around like Luke has the choice whether he wants to keep hanging on or let go and go join his father. Which is the standard TV soap trope when characters are in this kind of predicament yeah and luke's like well this is purgatory does that mean you're dead and he's like you know it's your subconscious so, you know i'm just here so what's your choice and he's like look i just want to go talk to my dad and bruce kind of stops him and is like look you go there that's it you know you're you're dead he clearly says this if you go to your father you're dead and there's no coming back. These are actual words Bruce Wayne <laughs> is saying to Luke Fox that and if he chooses to, to go to see his father <laughs> and talk to his father, he is dead. Which is going to come up later. It might. Who knows? So well, then, you're emphasizing for a reason. I, you I'm don't... just saying that in this scene of Luke Fox, who might or might not be dead yet, Bruce Wayne, who might or might not be dead, and Lucius Fox, who definitely is dead, that Luke has a choice. He can leave the office and become alive and hang on, or he can go talk to his dead father and die. Those are the two options. There's no third option. We go over to the Crow's headquarters where Sophie walks into Jacob Kane and is like like, what the hell? Like, you know you know that body cam footage is wrong, right? And she brings up a time that when a couple of years ago that they put a rapist behind bars when evidence mysteriously showed up where when airtight evidence mysteriously showed up at the last minute helping them get a conviction because most of their most of their um, evidence was circumstantial and she was like so we did that once you know who's to say it's not being done again and, and she's like, I didn't question it. Because I knew he was guilty. 
So now she's like, you know, I need you to, you know, she's like, look, you know, we're, we're, we, we promised to drain the swamp. You know, we, we promised to drain the swamp when we found out about Crow from last season lying about, lying about Lucius Fox's death. And now we're back at the same spot with another person lying about another fox. She walks out of the office and puts a fob inside of one of the computers and nobody sees it because it's the crow's building and they don't see anything that goes on in or around their building. Which again gets addressed later in the episode. I swear <laughs> to God, really I does. feel like I feel like so many things that we have discussed on this I, podcast got addressed this episode. I was and it's kind of hilarious. I was very happy with Alice's line in that in that scene. So we go we go to um, Wolf Spider grappling across the city. Now, this is the first time we see him since he was run over, but I assumed he was dead. No, he. He went like, to Mary's clinic after he was run over. We knew he lived. I did not remember him living. Yeah, he was. Mary treated him in her clinic. No, that was earlier in that episode. No, it was after he was hit by no. the car. No. That was definitely earlier in the episode. I am almost positive we have not seen him since he got run over. I will have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure. Cause, so, no, because Sophie, Sophie saw him get run over and Sophie got, got him to Mary's clinic after he was hit. Sophie wasn't there. Ryan was. was there. Was it- Ryan was there with... With oh, Angelique. Ryan. Okay. Right. And Ryan was Batwoman at the time. But I think that I, but he still I think got to Mary's clinic. Either way, we knew he survived. I don't believe so. I don't believe you. But I honestly don't remember, so I'm sure someone will I'm sure someone will correct us. So he uh is grappling over to Luke's uh hospital window. And cuts a hole in, lets himself in, and it gives Luke the Desert Rose Serum while Mary is out there apologizing to the cops by and going on them... the longest spiel in the world. Which yeah, I she is just babbling. She was... <laughs> which I completely understood why that was happening, but I'm kind of shocked the cops didn't realize that something was up. But then again, these are the crows, so they're not exactly the sharpest tools in the shed. Yep. She's like, I brought you guys coffee. <laughs> and an apology. Yep. And so all of this apo- other stuff that, you know. <laughs> yep. It was like, when I was born and this happened and you were just doing your job and <laughs> so heroically. And if you want help with benefits. Yep. And if then you want, what. <laughs> if you want a better health benefits or anything. <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> and then <laughs> Wolf Spider goes like, goes backflipping off of the ledge and she's like, alright, gotta go. <laughs> no, my favorite part is like he, at the end of that, she's like, you should be, a, like, oh, what, oh no, it wasn't until, it wasn't until Wolf Spider showed up. Right. So, uh, after that, uh, after we cut away from there, we go back to 
we go back to Luke and Bruce talking, and we kind of get like the the end of the last scene in which uh, Bruce, uh, in which uh, Luke says this is stupid and tries to go past Bruce and Bruce, and the last scene holds him off, and Luke like wipes his hand away, and in this scene Luke goes to swipe his hand away, and it goes through, and he's like, and Luke asks what's going on, and Bruce is like, science. Your bones are starting to heal. Uh, you know, you're stabilizing. On paper, you're going to be able to get up and go for a jog in the morning. However, because... you know, he's like, however, are you staying or are you going? Because if you wait much longer, the decision will be made for you. Obviously, the longer he waits, the more time the Desert Rose has to work its magic, and it takes away his decision. Right. Back over to the crow's office. We have Tavaroft coming in to see Jacob. And Jacob is like, I need you to explain something to me. Fox has never had a speeding ticket, a parking ticket, a fix-it ticket. He's never even had a late payment on a bill. And now he all of a sudden graduates from doing nothing to GTA robbery and possession of a firearm. Like, can you can you help me? And he's like, well, I'll have to figure out, I'll have to ask him when he wakes up. However, what about all of the deaths in the snakebite case when Agent Moore told you not to use, not to use lethal force? And he was like, oh, you know, we were surrounded. And he's like, we have an armory. <laughs> like. Now, did you think in this scene, because I did for a split second, um, that Jacob might have had the unedited body cam footage and was about to play it? No. I th- like he knew he like he already knew like Tavarov was lying. Right. But, but it felt like in that scene, like Jacob had the upper hand and he was about to be like because explain like, this. Yeah, well that's what you need to do. Like he was trying you know, he was trying to he was trying to present the case as open and shut that so Tavaroth would like slip up. Yeah, because I honestly thought that after the conversation with Sophie that he might have gone to look at the unedited footage himself. Yeah, no, and I don't then, think I don't think they there was enough time. So that was kind of where my mind went. So then obviously because of what happens later, that obviously didn't happen, but that was kind of what I was thinking at first. And if the um, if the metadata is on an air gap server, then that means like that computer has no Wi-Fi. That, com- that well that computer has no access to any like sort of contamination. So being able to being able to access it from a network would contaminate it. It would no longer be air gapped. No, but I thought the air gapped computer was in the like was in a room in the Crows building so that he would just go down to that floor and look at the footage. Uh you're you're right. It is in a it is in a a room in the Crows building. But no, I didn't think he I don't think he had looked at the footage yet. Like I think he I think he knew it and then like Sophie saying, Hey, you know, we did this. Why couldn't there be more? And and again, like I don't think he was ever gonna really let it go, but who knows? Anyway, Tavrov knocks him out. 
because um, he it is obvious that Jacob thinks Tavaroff is a lying sack of shit. Because <laughs> um, it's the is truth. true. Yeah. <laughs> so, we have we have Batwoman breaking into the Crows building, looking for the air gap server with Sophie on comms, telling her where it is and which stack she needs to go to. So she puts in a she puts in a fob, and we go back to the we go back to the hospital with Mary still talking to the police, still talking to the crows. It's <laughs> just like the longest <laughs> conversation and, ever. And complaining about their pension, and then we hear someone, we hear Wolf Spider say something at, like at the end of the at the end of the hall. She looks to see him. Walking, and she was like, "And honestly, you two should be ashamed of yourself." And Hilarious. Then, and then rips their coffee away, and she's like, "Here, I got you coffee." And then he's like, "By the way, you didn't tell me he was like that." Luke was cute, and I started hysterically <laughs> laughing. We get to we go back to the crows, and they find the server that that the file is on. However, there are lots of body cam footage from Tavaroff, and it's not sorted by date, because why would it be? Which, I mean, you would I like, think... I also like how Sophie doesn't know this. She's like... like That's the thing, though. Like, if you know how this works, how do you not know what they organize well, she, it by? She probably never had to look for it. Like, she knew that it went to an air gap server, but she probably never had to look for the original, so... And then she's like, hey, by the way, we got more problems because Tavaroff and his goons are dragging Jacob away unconscious. And Brian, and Batwoman's like, well, look, this is the only way we can clear Luke's name. And she's like, um, they wouldn't be dragging him away if they were going to let him live. Exactly. So they dragged him off to some conference room and have three boxes of snake bite and they were just going to load them up with all the snake bite. And, and it seems like one of the guys just finally like caught on. They're like, huh, you're going to give him three things of snake bite. Won't that kill him? That, that's no going to kill him. Shit. Good, good job. Welcome to the party. Like, and Tabaroff's like, well, you know, you don't want to go to jail. All it'll take is some dumb judge and a soft jury, and we're all in jail. So let's just let's just kill him. Let's OD him. As he goes to stab him with snake bite, lights go out, and Batwoman comes crashing through the window. This is one of my favorite fight scenes, I think, of this season. Like, it was just so cool. The one random woman in this posse, like, starts to freak out and tries to leave. She gets stopped. Uh, Batwoman takes out pretty much everyone, stabs Tavaroff's hand with a with a knife through the table, and she tell and she turns back on the lights and she's like, "I want you to see this." They have a quick scuffle, and. As as they're scuffling, Jacob comes to. Um, Batwoman takes out Tavaroft and unhooks unhooks Jacob and says, I gave you the match and the lighter fluid, now burn it down. 
and then leaves. Yeah, or you're no better than the rest of them. Yep. But Jacob did thank her. That was nice of him. Yeah, I love I loved this whole scene, especially especially the moment like when she kind of like it almost looked like she kind of crawled across the desk. Yeah, not the desk, the conference table. Like the whole thing was just so awesome. Yeah, we come back from commercial, and we're in Luke's. We're in Luke's room. Ryan is is watching over him. Mary comes in, and they're talking about how they can't understand why he isn't waking up. And she asks, "You know, are you sure that Wolf Spider gave him?" Gate, you know, administered it right. She's like, yeah, I was watching him. She was like, when I was given my, you know, my one dose, uh, you know, I pretty much jumped up right away and was cured. So, so what's keeping Luke from waking up? Yep. And Ryan's like, you know, I should have been there. I should have been the one to inject it. I should have done more. We go over to Jacob having a having press conference. a press conference and he's like so the footage was doctored to make it look like he had a gun but it was a phone and they asked if he would release the unedited footage and he's like and he said it was destroyed but he'll personally testify in court and he said that they are they are holding all of the people involved in this with assault and intent to kill and Jacob then announces that he started the crows because he wanted to help Gotham, but it had become it you know it's become a bad organization, so he's shutting it all down as the majority stockholder. Did that surprise you? Uh, a little bit, but that's kind of where they've been heading. I didn't actually think they would follow through with it, though. Uh, I mean, yeah, but I mean, it makes the most sense for the way they're writing this season. Where do you think that's where do you think Jacob's character is going to go now? Do you think he's going to relaunch the I crows do not... and do something completely different or I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it look well. Actually, we we I think we know what he's going to be doing next, but um, what he'll be doing next season, I don't know. So Mary's like, "Well, there you go. You shut down the crows. Good job." And Ryan's like, "All right, come on, Luke. Now you gotta now you gotta wake up because we're the bat team. You know, I'm I'm better with you." And Mary's like, "Come on, Luke. You gotta wake up because I need someone to eye roll when I threaten to redecorate the bat cave." <laughs> Which is just so hilariously Mary. Or ignore my fashion device, even though you o- clearly only own a suit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so they're both, you know, they're both trying to get Luke to wake up, saying they need him. And we go to, um, we go back to the scene with, with Luke and Bruce. And in, I absolutely adore the scene. I think it's easily the best scene of 
it's easily my favorite scene of this entire show, not just this episode, but of both seasons. Um, so I've actually clipped the I've actually clipped the conversation between Luke and Bruce. So I will input it. I'm going to splice it into the episode, and when it is done, we will talk about we will talk about the scene. So here it is. This is so unfair. None of this is fair. It doesn't matter that you worked for Batman or both Batwomen. That you saved hundreds of lives, cleaned up entire neighborhoods. You have given hope to thousands of people. You still got shot. And there is a whole mess of people out there willing to believe that you deserved it. Just because you're black. What's the point? It's not for me to say. You need to decide. Now. You left. I've always wondered why. Why you just walked away? Hung up the cape? And it's because it's just all so damn depressing. Because no matter what good we try to put into the world, it's still a world where this happens. <laughs> and I don't want to live in that world anymore. I want to be with my dad. Dad, it's Luke. I'm, I'm here. So, so Luke chooses his dad and then wakes up alive. Now, here's my take on that. I wonder if, even though he's saying he wanted yeah. his dad, something in his he, subconscious, he even goes, though he goes to his father. He made the choice. He went to his father. Bruce lied to him. I don't think it was that Bruce lied. I think it was the fact that he thinks he wanted to be with his dad, but something something in Luke was still wanting to fight, and that something is what brought him back. I hope so, because I spent the entire episode believing Bruce Wayne, and now I can never believe him again. That lying bastard. Because, I mean, he did look kind of confused when he woke up. But, like. Yeah, because he was like, oh, I chose death. But, or, I mean. It's going to be interesting to see how much the, of this he remembers. Yeah. Um, so, I really. And, you know, the reason I played the scene is because I, you know, I could have hit the highlights of what Luke said, but it was. For, Sometimes you just need the full dialogue and the full yeah, experience to for like, the we for could the raw we could recap um, it, but mm-hmm. it's so good 
that you actually need to hear it and experience it because we can't do that kind of we can't do that justice yeah for the raw emotion of this scene and what they were talking about in the scene you know that that transcended the show like you know obviously what happened to luke was a reflection of what is going on in america and luke in the scene kind of encapsulates what's going on in america that you know no matter like he tries to he tries to help people he tries to put good out in the world and even though he did all of this bruce even says as he as he's saying this bruce even kind of interrupts him and says all people will remember is that you got shot and for a large portion of people they'll think you deserved it because none of what that line hit different yeah that line really registered and landed with me yeah so it was you know it was a really tough thing because that's unfortunately that's the world we're living in right now and that's what this show is trying to this is the this is the thing that the the show is trying to raise awareness of and luke's just like i'm he's like i'm tired i'm i'm done like i can't do this anymore i want to you know he chooses his father and then he wakes up everyone's happy he wakes up we go over to we go over to jacob who's cleaning out his office no one's in the crow building. He gets a text from Mary saying she's proud of him. Which he, that made me smile. It made him smile too. He goes walking out to his car, which, you know, is totally safe because it's the crow's building. And naturally Alice is in the front seat and she's like, you know, out of all the times I broke into this parking lot, the crows weren't really good at their job, were they? <laughs> The minute she said that, I automatically thought of you. Yep. And Alice is like, I know, you know, you're wondering why I'm here, because I've made it my life's mission to destroy your paternal legacy, but Kate's alive. And Jacob is like, I don't want to hear this again. And she's like, no, I don't mean in, like, some invisible island, maybe alive somewhere. I mean, she is definitely alive, and here's in Gotham. So I'm going to we're going to do the one thing that you and Kate never did and that we're going to stop at nothing to find her. And we cut and that is the end of the episode. Um, so next week we do have an episode uh, where Diggle shows up to talk. To I was so happy to see him. Luke also seems to be going undercover at a gambling ring. Uh, we have Wallace Day, like in full Wallace Wallace Dayness, with blonde hair this time. Full she- badass awesomeness. Like I'm so excited, and I think that um, has she had they- blonde hair? Uh, yes, she had blonde hair on um, Krypton. No, I mean as Cersei. Like I like. Uh, it was her, kind her of dirty. Hair. Blonde-ish, okay. like it wasn't. Like, this is it wasn't blonde, blonde. platinum blonde. It was yeah. kind of a mix. But it was kind of my color hair, kind of like dirty blonde, almost brown. Yeah, yeah. And now it's blonde, blonde. So that's next week's episode. So yeah, it looks like where. So this was episode fifteen. We have sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. We got three more episodes. I'm hoping they're all in consecutive weeks because I swear to God, if I have to go through another. Oh please God! Great. I think I think we should be good. 
and like it should air consecutively. But if the CW starts pulling what the C- what CBS likes to do towards the end of their seasons, where they do like a week on and then two weeks off, and yeah, no, we're not. We don't. Yeah. We don't do that here. I uh, yeah. Um, it's it's also going to be funny because um, now that. Now that barring any major setback and we're kind of backish to normal, um, it'll be interesting to see if if shows come back at a normal time next season. Like with the CW, it's always been like say October ish. Yeah, I've been debate. I've been. I was having conversations um, with another friend of mine. Um, we were wondering the same thing because these usually all of the seasons are wrapped by now. So yeah. like, and some, some of the shows are wrapped going into August. Like Riverdale isn't even coming back until August. So I don't know what the CW schedule is going to look like. Yeah. And I mean, the same thing with like Supergirl, I think Supergirl comes back in July. Now granted, this yeah. is the last season of Supergirl, so it doesn't really matter, but. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because, us, you know, essentially, depending upon, you know, when they when they finish their shooting schedule, like it's a, it'll be a fast turnaround. Like they'll yeah, they'll be allowed to like go home for a couple of weeks and then have to come back because they're probably still going to like if they if they shoot a normal schedule next year or next season, they're going to have to be back um super <laughs> fast a, yeah within a month or two of of now because they would all be getting ready to go shoot their next season in the next like 3 or 4 weeks yeah like the end of july beginning of august and you know you'll still need to go through like a quarantining period i would assume yeah cuz um i don't think canada's borders are fully opened yet so I'm pretty sure that yeah, the they, mandatory two week quarantine is still a yeah, thing. They are not. Um, in fact, um, the NHL, which is in its playoff, uh, in its playoffs right now, um, just actually announced that they reached a deal to allow uh, in the, at least the final in the next round of the playoffs teams to go from Canada to America, because what they've been doing is. Any Canadian teams that made the postseason have been playing the playoffs in Canada with each other. And now they're down to like one Canadian team. So they're like, we need to get this team to America and vice versa. So they reached some sort of deal in which the teams coming from America would face extra like extra precautions or whatever. So obviously they won't be able to do a two week. They won't be able to do a two week um Quarantine. Quarantine. But a lot of the a lot of players in major sports have also been vaccinated. So that's you know, that's a plus. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. You know, so so yeah, like I would assume even though like actors probably have started getting quarant uh started getting vaccinated, like I could see studios like buying vaccinations and yeah. handing them out. So it'll be interesting to see, like, it, you know, if we get to a somewhat normal shooting schedule next season. Um, so all we know, all we know so far is they have released the schedule, but not when they come back. At the right. Upfront, so they announced that 
that Batwoman is now moving to Wednesdays? Was that right? Yes, they are moving yeah. to Wednesday, which, um, okay. Yeah, Seems I mean. a bit strange. Uh, they're still going to have it paired with Legends. Yeah. Which, again, strange, but okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they're moving, like, I don't know, like, I... I it's been so long since I've been like a regular TV show watcher, so I don't know. Like Thursdays used to be like this, like, and the, honestly, the strongest, um, like the strongest day of the week for TV. Chicago, it's going to be up against Chicago Fire. Uh, is I think it's going to be on at nine, so it's going to be up against Chicago Fire on NBC, and I think it's going to be up against. SWAT or the CSI reboot on CBS? One of the two. Hmm. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if that affects the... But again, it's CW, so so normal ratings don't typically uh, yeah, matter. Yeah, normal ratings need not apply because yeah. I, the CW majorly counts in streaming. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but that is uh, that is it for this episode. I I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, I did too. Aside from the Desert Rose stuff, um, which which I mean, I, I I think we knew that was how that they were going to do this. But we did. Yeah, but it's, I'm, it's I'm still not going to give it a pass. No, it's definitely problematic that they even went this route. I do want to say one thing though. I didn't get a chance to say when we were discussing the Luke um, Bruce scenes yeah. I really have to give them props because we, we've we never even seen Luke and Bruce really interact before we heard about what their relationship was like and obviously we know you know if you're if you have a history with the comics you know how close they were I'm assuming but like it's not something we've actually seen firsthand, and we were basically shown that in this episode and it was a hundred percent believable. Mm. I also really like getting, because obviously it's the same guy that was Bruce Wayne when Tommy Elliott was Bruce Wayne at the beginning of the season. I really liked him being normal Bruce Wayne. Um, and I would really like, I wouldn't mind seeing him again as normal Bruce Wayne. Uh, I thought he did a really good job. And he kind of looked a lot like Luke Wilson at times. He did. Yeah. It was, it was a little weird. But, um, but overall, like I, like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Um, uh, you know, like I said, aside from the Desert Rose thing, because of, because it was just, too easy of an out to take um yeah so I and hope... even had they not used desert rose all the other times this season given what the subject matter is mm-hmm. like we said earlier having an easy escape route when nobody who has had this happen in real life had that it's yeah. just it's offensive i'm sorry but it is yeah and i mean it's obviously like, and you know what maybe Maybe they were like, well, we really can't go the routine of Oracle because, like, Oracle, Barbara Gordon gets shot, loses the function of her legs, and becomes the tech person for the Bat Team. Essentially what Luke's already doing, but then is confined to a wheelchair. And we already did that with Arrow. We did that to Felicity. 
Yeah, we don't. We didn't need to. We don't need to right. do that again. So, like, I will say too. I love. Um, also, too, they announced. I think either earlier today or yesterday that he was going to suit up by the end of the season as Batwing. I love how excited Cameron is to do this. Well, yeah, like you got to put on a suit. Like, why wouldn't no, you? No, but like, it just, I sent you his suite um, earlier and there's his excitement about it. Yeah. It's so cute. And he actually just wrote a, um, a story for DC Pride, uh, which came out today in comic book stores, um, which was a collection of collection of short stories or short, like two or three page stories uh, focusing on LGBTQ in the DC universe. Um, he wrote a story and then Nicole Maines from Supergirl wrote a dreamer story, bringing dreamer into the DC comic universe because as we know she was a character originally created for for supergirl the tv show even though she was kind of based on she was loosely based on a character from the comics but now she is fully in the comics that's so cool yeah she you know both her and both her and cam were super excited about being able to write a comic book um a, a comic book story so i i have i have the issue at my store i have yet to read it because you know we're normally closed monday and tuesday so i just kind of put it up and then i made sure to grab my copy uh so that way because i know we're going to sell out of it so i was like you know i'm going to make sure i have my copy um so it has two it has two or three different covers so the one i took was was the pride month cover uh, which featured like Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy kind of looking at each other very, very uh, intimately. Um, but so if you like, if you like reading comics, absolutely go run out and pick that up. That is going to be a great, that'll be a great little one shot. Um, but other than that, I don't have too much else. How about you? Nope, that's it. We pretty much went through everything. All right. Well, we're going to skedaddle. Uh, we'll be back next week. And until then, they are shining the bat signal out in the sky. So we're heading out. See you later. Bye, everybody. <laughs>